0: Welcome Golden Gods and Goddesses, this is Rum Hammond Wildcards, your one-stop shop for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I am Braden, the Rock, plug and cool, here with Donnie the Eagle, Crunkleton, and Adam the Flag, Rothboard Together we are Rock, Flag, and Eagle. Say what's up to the good people, gentlemen.
1: What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Apparently I'm the Eagle. I did that in the complete wrong
2: order, I realized immediately. I was going to
1: say, but hey, it's your show, it is what it is. Yeah, that's how
2: how it goes, rock, eagle, and flag. I like the flag, I just got myself a flag, an American flag, so, you know.
0: America!
1: Fuck yeah.
2: Yes,
0: like I said, this is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. We are talking about Charlie Goes America, all everyone's asked today. We are very excited for this episode, season two, episode nine we are talking about here today and we at the end of this podcast are going to throw this episode onto the list of lists our rank of every single it's always sunny philadelphia episode that we have reviewed so far mostly season one and two almost done with season two here got some big stuff coming for season three so um Stay tuned and get ready for some craziness. But before we get into that, some business to take care of at always sunny pod on Twitter and Instagram, where you can find rumham and wildcards. So search always sunny pod on Instagram and Twitter, hit that follow button, and uh, stay tuned for shenanigans, hijinks, polls, memes, good stuff. And rumham.transistor.fm is where you can find all our episodes of rumham and Wild Cards, and all the streaming platforms that we are on, wherever you listen to your podcasts, search Rumham and Wildcards. hit subscribe, and we will be in your library magically. Woo! So the way these episode reviews work is we are going to talk a little bit about Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, and then in the second half of this episode, we are going to go more in-depth with our arguments and throw some numbers to our argument. And... Just go crazy. Get stupid. Go America all over everyone's ass. It'll be fun. So, at Always Sunny Pod Twitter and Instagram, go follow us while you're listening here today. And if you haven't already watched this episode, go check it out. Season 2, Episode 9. Let's, uh, let's talk about whether or not it holds up. Charlie Goes America All Over Everyone's Ass. This episode originally aired... In August 10th, 2008, written by the guys Rob, Charlie, and Glenn. We're back to our original core writers. And Dan Atias is here yet again. I'm not sure, but I think this is one of the last episodes that he directs. I think he only did 16 episodes, and we are approaching that number. Do we know why? Or no? I've moved on to different projects. Yeah, okay. Just change hands from season to season. So we'll see how the storytelling and consistency and how the show changes once he's gone.
2: Let us know when he is
1: gone, like when
2: his last episode is, if you know.
1: Oh, I will. And
2: we'll talk about it.
1: I will. Thank you, sir. Have you not been here every episode with us, Adam? I believe you have at least like 90% of the time. I, Of course. He tells us. Don't you you worry. (laughs) Don't you worry. I drop the ball (laughs) sometimes, but... (laughs) I'm here with all the stupid
0: facts. Well, not stupid as much as it is um irrelevant. No, it's relevant as it it's much relevant. as it is uh, <laughs> minuscule. Obnoxious.
1: I don't know. Minuscule. Yeah. I guess you could say that. I didn't know he leaves. It's it's gonna be weird. Yeah, like, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I would I would also assume that. I mean, if you're on a successful show and you're doing well, like why just leave? I understand. Maybe he had bigger opportunities. mate whatever. I don't know. But
0: I think he went on to True Detective. Oh is wow. Is what we talked about. Um, well,
1: I never watched it, so he made a mistake. He should have stayed with it. it's always funny. So nice.
0: It's critically acclaimed by what I know.
1: The but first season yeah, he mistake. should have stayed. It's <laughs> my opinion, whatever.
0: Or or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't get the seasons in season 3 that we get in season I four. mean, I guess
1: yeah, he didn't get any tens out of me, so Ooh, you hear that Dan <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not good enough for the Donaldo.
1: Yeah, me qualified uh, TV critic.
0: so let's get on to it here Uh, Charlie and D make the proposal to the gang that they should ban smoking in the bar and of course the gang is kind of torn in half here Mac Dennis and Frank all want total freedom anything goes inside of Patty's pub I'm gonna get the ball rolling okay great we will open up Patty's as the most American bar in all of America a place with absolute freedom with no gambling restrictions yeah sure whatever and Charlie and D go on an anti-smoking tirade and try to upstage a local uh, movement organization okay because i'll throw down i'll throw down any day of the week keep your little van and drive out of my face okay before i go america all over your ass it's a very interesting concept very interesting uh, way to go about it but uh naturally frank goes way too far <laughs> I'm not I'll call the cops. And the McPoyles join the, pun at, the fun at Patty's and it all spirals out of control from there. Mac and Dennis are not as gung-ho with the idea towards the end of the episode. Charlie gets stabbed with a fork. It's fun. We're having fun. I love the theme of this episode. Can I just can I just say that I love America, yeah, America, America. And, and the different and degrees denim. of America and denim and and rock flag and eagle, gonna rise up, gonna kick some ass in the USA.
2: This, this episode is really impressive to me for a lot of reasons that we'll go into. Uh, just uh, you know, just I like for a hint. I think they reference a lot of stuff in this episode that I really love and I want to talk about, and I think that this is going to be a good episode.
0: There are some great references peppered in this episode that we'll get to. Uh, Charlie's aggression is one of the things I wanted to talk about here first off was I, I like that Charlie expressing his Americanness and his patriotism is is through aggression and and kicking some ass in the u s a you,
2: you see very, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say that like Charlie is what d should be doing as like an actor. like Charlie's the one who puts on costumes is always gets in his own like head and always does cool characters and like puts on costumes but d if she ever does it she always fails and obviously that's the joke there and she's so pathetic at it but it's funny how charlie like does it better than her Mm -hmm. does the costumes and the role playing and all that stuff
1: yeah and it is funny that he does it better and then at the end when he's asking d to come with he's like you're my actor Mm -hmm. and like like you're saying he could do it better anyway like he didn't need her their
0: friendship is so genuine yeah Yeah. that's that's so great because he still sees her as an actor she she confides in him the anxiety. I think it's kind of funny how she passes on the anxiety to him. Yeah, like you could clam up and throw up when you're performing, and the first thing they do when <laughs> when they're performing together is he just throws up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like the, the relationship between Charlie and D is kind of overrated. Uh, I mean, underrated um, in the show a lot. You know, whenever you see like, episodes where Charlie and D have to pair up or put go into each other's shoes or something. I really like those episodes where they team up or the one where they have sex or yeah, that was an episode.
0: <laughs> Can we just go back to normal? <laughs> um, so but between Charlie kicking some ass in the USA in the name of patriotism and Dennis using like the constitution as a, just a reason to kind of be a dick. I, I got a lot of love for the polar opposites they express in this episode—the two sides of freedom.
2: I was thinking because, like, wh- like whenever the, anyone wanted to do anything, they just used, "Oh, you're you're treading on my freedom," or like, like so, "You're a like, communist," um, "You're like, Stalin." Like, like they wanted, yeah. um, Who the Stalin. Like they like they were like telling Frank to go put all the the gamblers in the back of the bar, and he was like, "That's like against it's segregation." <laughs> like segregation, and I'm like. And it really dawned on me that, like, that's kind of how we do things in America always, is we just use the idea of, like, of of America, the idea of goodness, just to get what we want in politics or get what we want in in society in general or anywhere. It's like no one really gives a shit that, like, um, you know, we're in this great place. They just want to use it to, like, get one up on each other or the next person or to get themselves in a better position. You know, Which they, is
0: what we've seen yeah. uh, in these first two seasons is the gang, it's it's always sunny to them. To them. No matter their uh, ill, yeah. their, not ill-intentioned, but
2: their, like their malice. Yeah. And they just don't understand. Again, they don't understand like what, like you were saying earlier when we were watching the episode, they don't understand what tread on me means. They don't understand. Yeah, I was about to get to that. Like Charlie saying, um, let me pass down
0: something. Yeah. Don't tread on me. But he's just using it to combat anything he doesn't like
2: it's a platitude a, it's just like a you know an it, easy sentence to latch on yeah
0: where, whereas if you look at its original context and connotation you're you're like wow this is a very strong powerful uh stance government in a new world but now it is empire nowadays yeah fighting an empire where nowadays it's just kind of used by anyone who doesn't like whatever the other side's doing basically
2: well not even just that it's people just like like um, I grew up in New Jersey where you can't smoke indoors, but I, now I, I live in Las Vegas where that is a staple of culture here for mm-hmm. society. It's like like being told that you can't smoke inside of like a casino; people would go mental.
1: Absolutely, there are non-smoking areas. Yeah, and there are new casinos yes. that are becoming yes. not but, smoking. But, but, but I'm saying
2: compared to like where I grew up, like like the idea of of even seeing a cigarette inside
1: a building, let alone it was being that smoked, your whole life.
2: Yeah, New Jersey it's illegal to smoke inside. I
1: know, but for me it was well, when I, I was years. a kid there was smoking sections in restaurants. Like until I was like 10 or 11 yeah. those that was normal even in Illinois. I never noticed that if there were any. Like it, it would have been towards like the early stages yeah. of your life obviously like I think you're what at least a couple years younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Or like a year or two younger, right? Yeah.
2: I'm Las
0: Vegas local so smoking section is the entire restaurant yeah. here so it's either you smoke in the restaurant or you don't.
1: I mean, I'm even talking about, like, like if you go to Denny's or, like, your local stuff, like, you don't, no. like, there's not smoking sections no. in there. But growing yeah. up, that's how it was. Like, the Avalon, even when you went to just, like, a regular breakfast place, it was smoking or non-smoking sections. Wow. Like, even when I was growing up, like, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Man,
0: I, they need to bring back the smoking section so that way you know you can sit there and have a cool Pulp Fiction-like conversation over yeah. a cigarette and a plate of toast I think or some it would waffles.
1: Be, I think it would be cool, but absolutely, I mean, if people don't smoke or don't like smoke, you can't have it in the same yeah. room where I'm trying to eat yeah. my food. Yeah, section, like, smoke does not care. Like, yeah. we, we
2: talk about all these things like post 9-11 world, like air, flying on airplanes are so so different. I'm like, could you imagine if we, we lived in like a world in which you could smoke cigarettes on airplanes freely still? That, everyone would... <laughs> Everyone would just crash the plane, <laughs> like if, I, if like everyone would just like go for the cockpit and be like, I, "No, no smoking here." Going Let me out. out, pulling it pulling down mad, the yeah. masks from the overhead
0: compartment, yeah. fixing them onto themselves before their children, because that's how you do it.
1: That's what it would almost come down to is they would have like oxygen masks, and if you choose not to smoke. You gotta wear a little oxygen mask because there's gonna be smoke in the air. It is what it is. Like <laughs> some people smoke and we let them, and you're stuck in a fucking airplane. Speaking of
2: smoking, your baby. Now you're just smelling their farts. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of smoking, and I know they do like anti-smoking ad or a parody of one in this episode. Um, but do you guys have you guys ever seen that like anti-smoking ad with Rob McLaney? Yes. When he's like no. a younger person. Oh my
0: God, Donnie. Okay, we're pulling this up right now.
2: Do we have to pause the podcast and watch this? No, this it's is going to be part
0: cast. of it. Part of it. Be... <laughs> so Rob McElhenney was, this is his
1: first. It's called. This this jumpstarted his acting career, basically. Basically, after this, <laughs> he
0: went right on to be uh, on It's Always Sunny. You might notice he looks only
2: marginally and, younger. And if you guys want to find this video, it's called um, on YouTube. It's called Rob McElhenney Thinks and Doesn't Smoke. Hey, you. Me? Yeah. Did you ever try cigarettes? I was 14. Any reason? I guess I was trying to be cool or something. Really? Well, yeah. So you tried it because other people were doing it? Yeah, I guess. And why don't you do it anymore? A lot of reasons. Just didn't like it, you know. I don't need the smoke
0: to like fit in. Hold up. Like he's pissed off at the guy for interviewing him? Yeah. I don't get. The, I don't get the
1: what was, was his last line? What did he just say? I think he was uh, upset that he was being um, antagonistic are we done towards here?
2: him for smoking.
1: Are we finished? Yeah, but there was something he said before that. Oh, there you go. I don't need to smoke to finish. Yeah. What the hell were
0: anti-smoking ads?
1: I, I can't speak, though, because seen-
0: I-, I went through a smoking
2: phase, and I, I mean, was that's out the, of it. Yeah. I quit. Same.
1: But that's the the problem is, is who are you targeting? This This ad is targeting people who haven't smoked. And are thinking, growing up, I need to smoke to be cool. And they're saying, "Well, you don't." The people that yeah. like you guys, do people you're really of, think that? The, no. Yeah, the that's, only that's, time that's, I ever I mean, thought
0: smoking was cool was literally after watching Quentin Tarantino movies,
2: or after watching a smoking ad where they're like, "You're supposed." To, you know, it's like after a dare class or a smoking ad. I'm like, "Is that what we're supposed to be thinking about this stuff?" When they were running
0: those anti vape ads for a while, I was like, "Shit, a jewel sounds."
1: excellent right now <laughs> but that's also if you would, but that's also like if you had smoked before like when you had never heard of jewel before or when jewel first came out you had probably smoked nicotine before in your life yeah, yeah. so there it was appealing because it was a different form of what you had already previously enjoyed I honestly definitely to me just- it's like it's literally the kids like him like the 14 15 year olds that are being asked if they want a cigarette for the first time and they're like it's cool to say no like that's literally uh, the point of these ads is what i think yeah Obviously, People that already smoke, they target yeah. them like, "Yo, this is gonna kill you. This is gonna cause disease." I think it's important to show both, but like, and the bigger picture here, the
2: bigger theme in these ads is that it's peer pressure. And if we want to, you know, connect peer pressure to the show, it's always set in Philadelphia. Um, they all do everything based on peer pressure. Yeah. If if some if someone is about to do something, or if they're all about to do, one person's about to do it, they're like, "We all have to do this now." They're all just like so like primitive like teenage minds in their heads. they're just like i have to do this or i have to fit in
0: if only rob McElhenney was, would have listened to himself in the smoking ad yeah <laughs> think don't smoke
1: why did well why do you think the kids always, i don't know if you guys ever did it but did you see kids smoking smarties no i never when did they that. would crush up the smarties and I, like if you like Inhale it, it'll make it look like you're smoking. Yeah, I've seen them do it, but I like was like. Th- the only reason to do that is because people thought it's cool. Like, there was no benefit to inhaling Smarties. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. So, like, that's literally the only reason people did it. I'm, i mostly just smoke for the nicotine buzz. Yeah. But I can see. Well, I'm see saying, why but I'm... the Smartie thing, like, was in middle school and high school and stuff like that, like, before anybody was smoking, or it was like the Outcast one or two kids in eighth grade possibly yeah. smoked, but like.
0: The kids smoking Smarties at my school were the kids that were like in the corner, like eating paste. Yeah, for some reason, still at thirteen years old. Oh yeah, no, old. ours
1: it was like everybody was doing it. Like it was, a, it was a well-known it thing in a, our school. Yeah, it
0: was an, it was a pandemic, basically. An epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. an
1: epidemic. Yeah, like it wasn't just like, oh, why are you doing it? Like that's weird. It was just like, oh shit, we can all do that. Like that looks cool. Like that looks awesome. And like
0: it's I don't know. taking Gurney by storm, and it's <laughs> called smartying. No, dude, no, it was just it was coming in the up news. at eight.
1: If you look it up, there's stuff. Not in, I don't know about like our town specifically. But there's definitely smart stuff in the news about yes, smoking smarties. There was. And it leads to, it, I'm sure it tends to lead to kids smoking more. How to smoke
0: 90 Smarties. The best way. Released October 4th, 2015.
1: Like, I'm not talking about lighting and smoking no, Smarties Yeah, either. no, this yeah, okay. kid's like... <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, like, crush them up in the package and, like... Yeah. When yeah. you inhale this powdered sugar.
0: Uh, Dr. Shikowitz says Smarties may cause irritation to throats and nose and even lungs if inhaled but are not likely life-threatening because they will eventually dissolve. Basically uh.
1: just inhaling pure sugar. Yeah, that's all they're doing, but it looks like you're exhaling smoke if you do it right. If you By do the it way, well. and it's not any better to just eat sugar. Not necessarily. <laughs> no. It <laughs> might prefer- actually be better to inhale it. You might not digest you, it as much. Yeah, you might not get the bad parts of it. I take yeah.
0: cream and sugar with my coffee, but I snort the sugar and put yes. the cream in an enema. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I just drink black coffee. <laughs> that's bold of you.
0: Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh. I love Frank in this episode. I think this is probably the most unhinged we've seen Frank this episode. Uh, I love that he brings back the Vietnamese gamblers. I like to think that they wanted to make them a constant reoccurring character like Cricket and Artemis, but it just didn't happen. But um, Frank, totally unhinged in this episode, and I gave him major character points for this.
1: I agree. I hope this isn't racist. I just didn't pay attention. Is it the same Vietnamese people? I'm like ninety five percent sure. Okay. I would assume it I've, probably would be, but like, I don't know if that's wrong either. I
2: don't know. I, <laughs> I'd say that I recognize like the those um those those actors
1: from other episodes, but I also feel like I just recently watched this episode too. I'm talking about yeah, this episode compared to like when they're gambling on like the kids' sports, the basketball yeah. game or whatever. Like, is that that same group? I you're think gonna so. you're
0: gonna make me go into these IMDb and check all the credits.
2: Uh, for that <laughs> episode in this one uncredited vietnamese I mean, gambler number one yeah, uncredited so- vietnamese gambler number two <laughs> Dude,
1: there's like seven of them at least
0: if they're uncredited we don't know who they are then we can't figure it out there's no names to match we well, could dig deep i love the one i don't think this was in the first time we see them but the second time we see them when Frank's talking about the the dude's wife who's about to bet her eye, I'm pretty sure that's her squatting on the crate. <laughs> like,
1: there's, there's someone notice.
0: squatting on the crate instead of sitting on it, like I guess normally or however. I never noticed. No, I didn't either. Oh, just the oh more dear. you, it, the more you watch the Vietnamese gamblers, the funnier they get. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I am obviously we're in Vegas once again. We're back on Vegas, but I am a I'm a gambling type person. So gambling Frank is always one of my favorites for sure. When he just gets degenerate as fuck and he's just like, dude's cutting off his hand. I don't know. Like, he's his hand. Like fuck it. I don't know. Like, let it go. I don't know what to do. Um, I love it. You guys remember
0: the Go For It song? Yeah. Ooh, go, go, for for it, go, go for it. Go for it. And yeah. how they made it in post-production. I like to think, and I can't back this up. This isn't a fact. I like to think that the Vietnamese song that they play um, was made in post-production. Again, they were like, all right, let's make a song and make it just as intentionally off-key and terrible as possible. <laughs> Maybe I'm being offensive to some Vietnamese artist out there and it was a was legitimate song. Was that the one song? that
1: Mac made a comment about? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. He even referenced, it was, they made it a joke about it sound like whales raping each other.
0: Yeah. So I think that they intentionally made it bad in post-production. Probably. I don't know. No way to prove that, though.
1: I would assume so. If that's like a super popular Vietnamese song and they were just like, it sounds like whales raping each other, that's kind of fucked up. But I wouldn't put it past them. Who knows?
0: You could have just played some original Justin Bieber. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're going with 2007 insults or 8 or whenever he
1: showed up. Whenever he showed up.
0: One of the popular things going on on the Sunny subreddit right now is uh, sharing videos of the gang breaking, like, in show. And I've I've kind of noticed this in other shows I watch, too. Brooklyn Nine-Nine has a tendency to keep uh, shots of characters breaking, of actors breaking. And you can kind of notice Glenn... When they're talking about the McPoyles banging each other <laughs> in this episode, he he goes, they, they bang each other's and then like, it looks like he's fed up with Mac. Mm-hmm. But if you watch his mouth twinge a little bit, I think Glenn Howardin just passed off a break really, really, really well.
2: And it's hard to, it's hard to notice because he kind of covers his mouth mm-hmm. a little bit, but I, I know. What you Which mean. is what you do when you you break in those
0: situations. Right. Yeah. So in the four years of improv comedy I did.
1: I saved this. You guys were talking a little bit earlier. I was confused. First of all, so obviously when a character breaks, you're talking about breaking out of character, right?
0: Yeah, when an actor uh, can't stay in character. Okay,
1: and then after that, you guys started talking about that being built into the character. What did you mean by that?
0: Like, he passes it off. Like, they totally... they could have. They could have gone with another scene where he was able to keep. Oh, a you're straight they could have. They could
1: have cut that scene, but instead they just say, "Oh, because you were breaking." Like, that's just it. something your character it's, would be doing anyway. Yeah, it's possibly oh, okay. just yes. better.
0: Like, like maybe he's reacting genuinely, like a little bit. La- I think it's kind of real.
2: Yes, it's like raw. I think
0: the gang, because they're able to laugh at each other, I think they'd actually laugh at each other at some of the dumb shit they say. I don't think they're gonna break down like we do. Right, but. You know, maybe it is a part, they make it a part of their character. Like that line could have been finished. I don't know. Maybe he was going to say they're banging each other's butts or something like that. But because he was breaking, he's like, all right, frustration mode.
1: See, to me, at least that scene, it just seemed like that was the the script. It was, he was meant to say, dude, they're just banging each other's. Yeah, like why would he finish that sentence? Like that's what we would say. Like I think Glenn
0: Howard is me, just that good. That's what they want be, to think. but I
1: just think yeah, exactly. I just think that that's just as part of the script. Now, I don't pay attention enough. Obviously, I'm sure it happens here and there, but I would I would just assume that that was like how he was planning to act out the scene. I don't know.
0: Well, when we eventually get him on the show, yeah. Glenn Howard, let us know. Yeah, we'll see. Made that rhyme unintentionally. One of the interesting points in this uh episode is just not only the crazy stuff that goes on but just the straight up illegal stuff that goes on <laughs> they take like no holds bar and anything goes in the bar ah, no holds bar <laughs> Well, that's a great name for a bar we'll get back to that uh th- they take anything goes in the bar as like anything goes in america as if they can't call the cops at any moment and shut down the copious amounts of illegal drugs and illegal gambling.
2: Well, see, there's, the, here's why I wish we had like the dish of the day here. Cause I'm sure he could expand on like the philosophical difference or, you know, like, cause like the implications of having too much freedom versus no freedom. Cause like, you know, too much freedom, you, I think what they're trying to explain in this episode was that too much freedom doing anything you want is kind of just as like chaotic and reckless as um, total, like, Anarchy. controlling
0: anarchy yeah
2: and it's like you know with total freedom you get the McPoyles, you get inbreds
0: you, you get attica,
2: attica. Shit. well attica is the opposite of um freedom because it's a prison that's lockdown
0: that's that's another great point there because that's i don't think that'd be something charlie would be yelling then or maybe it would be because he loves his al pacino yeah i don't know Interest- I love interesting take
1: too. but you know, i think that is a slight point that they're trying to make that if you just give everyone unlimited freedom, like there is a point where it's going to go off the rails or at least certain people are going to take advantage of it. Yeah. Like like Frank, obviously I was saying earlier, you shouldn't just let people be betting their hands. And yeah, if you want to have some illegal gambling go on, like cool some people can look the other way. But when you're letting people gamble their eyes and (laughs) their fingers and hands and shit, like
0: there needs to be some little excessive, not to sound like Stalin or anything.
1: Yeah. No, that's straight out of Stalin's mouth, which yeah,
0: while we're on the topic, who, Who's Stalin? Stalin? Uncle Joe. Am I saying that right? (laughs) Uncle Joe. Never heard that term before. Really? Yeah, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Is it? Is my uncle? (laughs) I mean, great in a terrible way. No. (laughs) No. Uh, I call bullshit. Okay. I call bullshit when Artemis and and Dee are walking up in front of Paddy's, and they're doing their Shakespearean play. I call bullshit that there's a ran like twelve random diverse people
2: mm-hmm.
0: at night in South Philadelphia in front of this sketchy ass bar, and and these girls are like, we're doing a Shakespearean play, and they're like, okay, this is normal. We'll walk up. It was a call-
1: vic- It was a Victorian
2: play. Oh, sorry.
1: See, Six- this is where people always give me shit for that. I'm the type to always bring shit like that up, where I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. I get it's a show. I get it's a movie but if you can't make it convincing and make sense to me it looks work harder word. like yeah like you said like that it just doesn't make sense
0: like there's a couple of old people uh, a a uh, just this random young asian woman who's alone i think pops up into frame
2: maybe she was from the vietnamese group but she popped out for the show
0: oh yeah she stepped outside for a smoke oh wait they don't got to do that yeah, uh, <laughs> um but no it's just this random Group is like if you if you said to me, get me like one of every person out there. <laughs>
2: like you got like 12. of You get 8 billion people because everyone is individual.
0: I'm just saying, I think it's probably going to be more like a group of young people that would be in front of that bar. Mm-hmm. And they comment the fact that there's no group
2: in front of the bar. Yeah. So
0: I don't know. Maybe that's why they went with those I old agree.
2: people. I've always thought that when I watch this episode, I'm like, this looks a bit out of place, but it didn't bother me that much to really
0: consider it. If I sound ageist right now by saying old people like that, I want you to know I am absolutely being ageist.
1: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, we are gonna not say boomer you're old. friendly I like, you're not fucking old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50 years old. Oh, Ooh, Billy. Back in my day, we had laws that allowed us to smoke inside. Uh, I like that they always make it D's fault. In this episode uh, is one of my favorite ways they made it D's fault. Do they make it D's
1: fault or is everything... Really, just D's fault. She shouldn't oh, have been shit.
2: A, she shouldn't have been a bird. Like, that's like her fault. Honestly. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Mm. I don't know. It could be her fault. It mm. is funny because they, when they shit on her, like, they just put everything on her. Yeah. 100%. That is funny. That's no doubt hilarious. Yeah. The, uh, like, Charlie jumping through hoops. This wouldn't
0: have happened <laughs> if D wouldn't have done this. So, it's obviously D's fault.
1: Yeah. Like, you can always probably connect something to someone in one way or another, and they just choose to always connect it to her.
0: Like how Token wouldn't have gotten shot if the cops weren't the teachers at South Park.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so maybe, maybe he shouldn't have been in school, you know? Folks of
0: uh, the Pandemic Special brought, uh, brought to you by... Brought to you by the Pandemic Special. The Pandemic Special. We're sponsored by a separate long-running comedy show.
1: <laughs> We're so high right now.
0: One of my favorite comments I think I've seen on this episode was... Uh, it's from a couple of years ago. User Professor Chaos... On Reddit.
2: Speaking of South Park,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, right? said that, um, yo yeah, oh my
0: God, didn't even catch that connection there. Uh, if you start Charlie Goes America over everyone's ass at 11:46 p.m. on New Year's Eve, you will get Charlie's Rock Flag and Eagle song at midnight. Write that down, everyone. That's important. 11:46 p.m. I can't think of a better way to start the new year. So I could
1: think of a ton of ways.
0: Rock flag and eagle climbing a mountain, yeah. sewing a flag.
1: I've even had probably better times at work <laughs> than watching "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." No, than just that specific moment releasing into the New Year's. Like I, 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 I don't mean that in a, like a I hate "It's Always Sunny" way. I mean that in like I work at a concert venue, so being in a concert and having a hundred, hundreds of people, thousands of people, all well, chanting I- and all. Joe uh, no, I'm pretty sure you hate the yeah, show. Yeah, that's how I'm no, taking it. That's ahead. what I'm hearing. That's all I'm getting. Okay, out of And, and Wildcard
0: right. Crew, if you guys want to go ahead and hit us up at OisunnyPod on <laughs> Twitter and let us know what you think of Donnie hating the show In so much. In 20 minutes,
1: when we release our scores, I'll remember this conversation and we'll, we'll cycle back to it. Listen, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cycle back. Don't worry. <laughs> and we will
0: cycle back with some great conversation of the quotes the character the story all that good stuff is going to come up here in the second half of this episode so do not go anywhere we'll be right back
2: Tatum. I thought you were going to say the one married to um, the girl from Modern Family, Sofia Vergara, but I don't remember his name either.
0: No, Channing Tatum is not Sofia Vergara. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Rum, ham, and wild cards. We are back for the second part of this episode, going further <laughs> into season two, episode nine. Charlie Goes America, all over everyone's ass. Rock, flag, and eagle. We're having a good time discussing this episode.
1: Assuming you're leaving that in, I didn't even answer the question. I would probably want to see Donald Glover. I was thinking maybe because I've been watching Community a lot lately, but I feel like bring out his raunchy side, he would be hilarious in that show.
0: Before we came back here, we were talking about who we'd like to see on uh, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Mm. that we haven't seen yet as a guest star. I think Donald Glover. That's a great one. Um, but we'll, we'll revisit that. I'll release the outtake here okay. in a little bit. We'll, I didn't know
1: if it was going in or not. I want my I want my voice heard. Sorry. So be sure to
0: subscribe <laughs> for a <laughs> for, <laughs> for uh, subscribe for a little mini uh, episode to be released, or maybe I'll clump together all the outtakes that we got and do a bonus episode at the end of the year for the Wildcard Crew. Either way, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Overcast, uh, Stitcher iHeartRadio. Dude, there's
1: like more too that I got a subscribed on recently because Transistor got more like automatic stuff like Deezer and
0: we're, we're on a lot all. of stuff. We're yeah. on it all. Yeah. So wherever you're listening to podcasts, search Rumham and Wild Cards. If you got a smart speaker, just just say Alexa or Google or <laughs> uh Play Rumham and Wild Cards and you will hear the newest brand spanking new episode. I think it plays the newest episode we are so far derailed let's let's get it going here the way the second half of this will work is we have five categories characters story overall humor quotes and the wild card we're going to go through each category give our score on one to ten for a total of 150 points between the three of us here today when we visit the season finale of season two, we will get the Dish of the Day score for the complete score between the four of us. Let's get into it. Season two, episode nine. Let's start out with the story of this episode. I thought it was pretty basic, but the basic, the simplicity of the story allowed a lot of these jokes to really shine,
2: I think. I agree. I think that a lot of the episodes that I really like, um, that I really like more than the other epi- episodes. Um, I give I don't give them a good rating for story because their stories are just simple, basic. Let's go. Um, um. So, I gave it a six for story for mine because I, of the same reason you just gave because it is simple, but it's not like the best story.
1: All right, time out because I don't I don't get where you guys see simple. I'm gonna yeah. rattle off yeah. some plots and subplots. You guys label Do them, and number them how you think yes you, you see fit. But um, D and Charlie going America. Obviously, their whole skit. I broke it down even to where D is doing it as far as being an actress, being an actor. Charlie's doing it to try Shit. and make a difference, be America on everyone, and yeah. make his well, change and fight the cause. So that's one with maybe subplots, I would say. Those are just like the themes. Like, I feel like the plot of the, the story of the episode was just
2: um the freedom versus anti-freedom. And, like, and everything
0: else no, just spurned the from there. there. The theme, theme, the theme is that the gang is torn on how they yeah. see freedom.
1: Yeah, this well, obviously is it's a bre- larger metaphor. Yeah. yeah, and then this is one path of the story. The to story itself is the l- theme.
0: Yeah, literally what happens. So Donnie's but, got like so that's one the plot, the first, one though. B, one A, one one C. Subsequent, yeah, and then I have these. I have three a, more. I one C.
1: <laughs> I have three more, but once again, I think this could be one plot where it's the bar. But I called it one being the New Orleans themed bar. So you have Mac and Dennis <laughs> trying to make it their whole thing. Then you have Frank's gambling aspect of the bar trying to turn it into the whole gambling okay. thing. Then it turns into the basement, and then it, obviously at the end they wrap that whole story up. Okay. And then this ties into the bar, but since it's not the New Orleans aspect of the bar, I have the McBoyles. Their whole storyline with Charlie and being there and why they're there. Like that's, that's true. That's like a that's like a sub sub story sub plot, but like. That's still a small storyline within the entire story itself. It's true.
2: It brings it back to um, other episodes. Because, he got him arrested. Yeah. And stabbed him. That's and- a good point. Yeah. Good continuity there. Good point. So uh, I don't know
1: how many stories that is. That's at least two with subplots. But that's, to me, more than we see in a lot of other episodes. Okay. So what, what do you give? What do you think? I gave it a nine. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Sorry. An eight. An eight? Yeah. I could be moved
2: up to a seven based off of your argument based of what you said. I think uh, there's
0: uh, two definite plots there for sure. Definite A-B yeah. plot. Did not read into it as hard as you did. Um, like the two classes I took in college for, <laughs> for writing, uh, specifically like screenwriting, I always had the hardest part with with figuring out, you know, what's a story and what's just something happening in the story? What's, what's something just happening right. in the plot? So like the McPoyles, and what happens with Charlie and what how they interact with the McPoyles in general at the end of the episode? I don't know if that's like a consequence of the stories, right? Or the story itself. In my opinion, I don't see it as a full on story, Charlie and the McPoyles. Yeah, it's a I consequence.
2: Think,
1: yeah, it's
0: more along the lines of like right. a
1: part of the plot. Yeah, and to me, that was like I said, that one was probably like a sub, sub, subplot, but like that's still like the third. Plot of the bar, like if you break the bar down, there's three subplots of the bar story. Okay, and yeah. then there's like I said, then there's Charlie and I D's just think story.
0: it's it's I just think it's simpler because like you know you look at like Mac bangs Dennis's mom, and I I watched that episode like three times before <laughs> it recorded and still had a yeah. hard time explaining the plot in full. Anyone who I listens that to one,
1: that review knows that that one I get because they're more intertwined. These are two separate stories and then even the subplots aren't necessarily intertwined like i guess at first the vietnamese people are creeping out the girls but other than that the subplots i guess aren't as intertwined so i get it's more simple but there's what, still more stories than what I would... our
0: beloved dish of the day would call a reach around <laughs> sorry wrap, yeah. around. wrap around oh god
2: <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um yeah. i think i'll go up to a seven i think you posed some good points there and i think that i um i like them so I'm going to change my story from a 6 to a 7. Um, there's actually a lot more in the story that I, I really thought was actually interesting and fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you raised your score. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, I was done. I need to correct my correction because I corrected myself earlier. It is a 9, not an 8. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. Sorry. Well, no, <laughs> I'm, I was about
0: to say we have an 8, a 7, so I'll be the 6, but we have a 9 and a 7. I'll be the 6. Not as witty, but I give a 6 out of 10. Like I said, I think it's... um. I think it's simple A B plot. I don't really see C, huh, C C, <laughs> but uh, I re- I just really like the message in the story. I like the theme in this story. I like mm-hmm. what it uh, the simplicity allows uh,
2: the gang and their mm-hmm. their relationships
0: yeah. to uh, uh, show.
2: I agree. It was simple, but you know, for me, Donnie raised the point that. um there was actually more to the story than just the simplicity. No, of I it. get why you guys so, love it. I get, get it. it. I'm not
0: negating it. I'm no, not no, trying no, to get no. you
2: to change your mind. Not that I'm just trying to just justify it again to the audience to, to be more clear. He's doing it for you guys, for you. the fans at home, for the gram, <laughs> <laughs> all six of you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hi, you mom. Got- <laughs> <laughs> you got we're we're growing here. We we we're getting more people up in here. Wildcard crew, we appreciate you guys. Let's move on to the characters. I freaking love Frank this episode. I, I, I like Charlie. I think D is very much herself in this episode. A lot of classic Sonny to go around. Mm-hmm. So mine's pretty high on the score here. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, same classic Sonny. A um, uh, bunch of cool, um, a bunch of new, uh, or my favorite uh, recurring characters are back. You know, we see Artemis, we see the McPoyles, we Margaret see Margaret McPoyle. We see Margaret. Is it the first time we see Margaret? Yeah. And if you're not aware, she is
0: so attractive compared to how they make her look it is almost insane to be fair i'm attractive compared to the
2: way that she looks in the show
0: oh yeah that's true how how do you beat a greasy two greasy ponytails in a unibrow
1: yeah yeah and honestly for the characters i always forget to tie in the fact that like the recurring characters to me it's always just oh how did the main characters perform and for me it was Dennis being the the creep, the oh we want to see real girls gone wild, not whatever other girls gone wild. I'll get to
0: that in a second. Mac yeah.
1: following him, mm-hmm. Frank being talking about his Vietnam and then being the degenerate gambler and being wild, unhinged. Yeah, Charlie going America on everyone's asses, being very passionate and slightly misinformed, mm-hmm. and D chasing her acting career. I think it's picture perfect. And, everybody and being shit on by and scapegoated. Yeah, I think it's picture perfect. Everybody. We have a ton of recurring characters. This was my when you Say guys. It. This is yeah. This is my earlier when I was deciding between two scores. This was my nine or ten. Mm. And you guys helped me solidify it. It is a ten. Ooh, for the characters. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I'm curious what you think, Braden.
0: So I'm giving a nine for the characters. Not so pic- not far off. <laughs> yeah, no, not picture perfect in my opinion. Just because I think. um Mac, when he works with Dennis, I don't, ah, shit, I don't know. You could convince me to attend here, because I think that Mac, when he's working as a mastermind with Dennis, and their their plans go to shit, I really like that, but I think Mac really has the ability to shine. But you have a a great point. I think it's summarized in the little bit in that scene when they're talking about the girls gone wild, because Mac is just trying to have, like, raunchy and Inappropriate, but like you know, creepy, but not like overtly creepy and yeah. harmful. Fun. Dennis takes this and takes it to a ultra creepy, arguably harmful level where he's like, "We yeah. need to see regular girls." <laughs> what was he? What is the it? transition? Real, the process. real process. He wanted the to see
1: transition in the process. Yeah, that was were the two. He wanted to see real like, girls before yeah. we get
0: the the implication. We get the process. Yeah,
1: and the transition.
0: So I. Uh, Dennis is just cranked up to 11 along with Frank on this episode where, um, or maybe Frank's not at 11. We've seen when Frank's at an 11. He's broken. Yeah. But uh, Dennis, I think Dennis, for every point I gave Dennis in this episode, I took away from Mac, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I agree. I was thinking that exact same thing too because at least for me, it's like I don't remember Mac that much from this episode thinking it back. It seems like that he was kind of taking the back seat. But then Donnie said that well, that's just his role. He follows De- uh, Dennis, and I was like, mm-hmm. "That's a good point. I even really if, like that." Even yeah. in
1: some situations, I do think he just follows the leader. Yes, like I, a lot of the times, it is Dennis because that's their relationship. And that's he plays them,
0: but... both sides, yeah. so he always comes out yeah. on top. Yeah, for sure.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just wants just like to be the, the one banks. that's right.
2: The banks. I don't know. I, I know that's like a. <laughs> I don't think that's a, Adam, it's a, it's a generic platitude. It's like a generic like thing
1: to say against the system. I don't know. Yeah, Adam's airing is dirty laundry against Wells Fargo, right? I don't now. know jack shit about thing. <laughs>
0: okay, Occupy Wall Street.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: back to D. I love that they're setting up her uh, stage fright. They set up the continuity with D's stage fright, and like how I mentioned earlier, I love that she transition. She passes on her stage fright to Charlie, and we yeah. see that later in the show too, when he gets up on stage. And, and her relationship with Charlie is just kind of endearing. Yeah. I just like them together. They're, mm-hmm. just, they're just cute.
2: So Yeah, they are. I, I'm torn between an 8 and a 9. I think you should give it a 9. You think I should give it a 9? Yeah. Why? Because I gave it a 10. You gave it a 10. What do you think I should, <laughs> what do, you think I should do, 8 or 9? Ooh, I think you should go...
0: For, see, the OCD part of my brain wants to go, ooh, 8, nine ten numbers <laughs> in order. But the part of me that really liked this episode is like hell yeah give it a
2: 9. So, I don't know, you do you boo boo. This is America. You're I'm going to give I'm going to give this one a good old 9 for all the reasons that you guys were saying and all the um, realizations that you made me think about. Um uh, so yeah, 9.
1: Yeah, and just to just to justify my scores, I don't think all of the main characters mm. brought a 10. That's yeah. why I was. I wanted to give it a nine, but mm-hmm. then you guys also bring up all the recurring characters and
2: the recurring characters. There's a lot of them. There's a healthy smattering of recurring characters. We saw a lot of McPoyles. Yeah, Artemis. We saw Artemis and and the Vietnamese gamblers. Vietnamese yeah. gamblers. And we saw. We then, see, oh yeah, all three of them played a big role. And we see a bunch of like character, like you know, characters from this episode. You know, be the characters that we like.
1: See. Yeah,
0: Artemis gets one of the best lines in this episode. And yeah. But, uh, we'll get to that here in a second when we talk about the quotes of this episode. can also give this on a scale of one to ten, listing off the best parts of the episode. what What are you talking about when you're sitting in traffic and and on the phone with someone? What references are you making to your friends? Well, um, what are you quoting?
2: Always Attica, Attica, Attica whenever Charlie's chanting that. And I've seen Dog Day Afternoon one time. Actually, my grandmother was actually outside the bank. Fill us in for
0: those of us who aren't uh, well-versed in the ways of prison riots and Al Pacino.
2: So Dog Day Afternoon was a movie about a guy who was trying to rob a bank to get his boyfriend's sex change operation, and he needed to get money for it. And he ended up robbing the bank, and he ended up like turning a lot of the the hostages um, sympathetic him because of the reasons that he wanted to get the money. But anyway, um um there's a part in the scene where he's just shouting Attica, Attica. Al Pacino's character and that's based off a real moment in history in the 70s at Attica State Prison where there were riots and um many many prisoners were you know uh, unjustly or unlawfully killed in the process. And it was a whole big like it's like remember the Alamo. It's like remember Attica. It's like yeah, they're in prison, but you can't kill prisoners you can't just do that mm-hmm. um and you know it's just like a funny chant and like when and whenever like it's serious it's a serious chant because it really means a lot to a lot of people um but um for better or worse i you, guess it's always sunny kind of bastardized that to where it's yep. like hilarious to me mm-hmm. um, um that's one quote that i i love um you can ab- still appreciate the gravity yeah. of the situation yeah
0: it's always that's the thing about it's always sunny in philadelphia Th- this show takes a lot of stuff that should not be funny and a lot of really serious horrific real world ideas and and has a way of of twisting them into ways that so we're not laughing at like the serious the serious part of that i'm so bad it's at wording called satire this. It, yeah it's it's and you
2: know what it is we all know what it is. it's hard to explain but everyone kind of gets it when they see it but you have it. to
0: freaking justify it nowadays too though you have to justify bit. that like when we're laughing at the gang gets racist we're not laughing at the gang being racist we're laughing at these cartoon characters well because basically because these reality real cartoon characters
2: reality is stranger than fiction now shit that's why shit maybe this show just
0: isn't going to become funny anymore as as life progressively gets crazier and crazier i don't know we need i'm just kidding this show will never not be funny well
2: well the show the show might we we might see a lot more shows um um um, escaping out of like the real world satire into like more like sillier stuff because i think we're gonna um escapism is really because of the pandemic people are going to want to see a lot of escapist culture and like art and stories and stuff so i think in the 20s to come this decade to come we're going to see a lot more escapist stories and a lot more escapist
1: um like realities and um tv shows and movies and stuff because that's what we want to do i don't want to say i disagree that people will want that but i will disagree that we're shifting that way yeah even yeah. like in south park like they they made it a, a whole joke about it were, people needed the pandemic special like mm-hmm. people were hurting we want that satire there's certain people that are going to live off that satire. And, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm actually hurting and I'm actually suffering, like, a knock-knock joke, uh, who gives a fuck? I don't (laughs) care. Like, it's not going to help me. Like, looking at a painting or reading a book, like, a lot of stuff to me, like, that isn't going to help. Like, I need some gut-wrenching, like, yo, that was fucked up, but that was funny. Like, there are just certain people that that's what appeals to them. And I don't think our culture is necessarily going away from that. But So, let's not go too much into the humor of this. Let's go back to the quotes. What yeah. what did
2: you th- what were some quotes that like that like were, what was that escapist funny to you? You know um,
1: what quotes did you like? I mean, I guess if if you're going down that road, you could say like "boundary" sounds like it's coming straight out of Stalin's mouth. Yeah, or like, I mean, like yeah, I get you. Sh- you can joke about communism and stuff, but like it was a very serious thing, and people died, and it's fucked up. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like that's what makes me laugh, and mm-hmm.
2: that's mm-hmm.
0: you know, looking at these quotes, there's not of a lot that really um promotes escapism like i'm i'm no. thinking about when this was released at the time pretty recently after hurricane katrina and a lot of these quotes and jokes are based around Leaning Hurricane on katrina so like when they're at the bar and uh, he says that new orleans had their shit together and he's like well except for the levees." yeah the yeah. levees. that's pretty freaking real when he's when he's talking about where yeah. people need a place to escape and then dennis brings up the tragic
1: loss of new orleans
0: even though it's still very much there yeah. has bounced back and it's
1: rebuilding. It was in, it's like bounce back phases. Exactly. That's a it very
0: just... real quote, but because it's real, I'm going to take both your guys's points here and say, because it's real, it is escapism. The same reason everyone for the past four years was like, isn't Donald Trump great for comedy? When in reality, you like look at some things and you're like, no, but in <laughs> other ways, obviously, yes, because, that's just the inherent nature of comedy. I mean, you make fun of unfortunate things.
1: It's interesting because, yeah, we could take this extremely deep and philosophical and say escapism is also... What's the word I'm looking for? Subjective. Where, it's
0: where you were talking about you prefer gut-wrenching stuff as yeah, opposed to Yeah, what
2: is your painting. escapism? Like. Well, that's why I like Star Wars because it's like literally... Out yes. There. It's away. It's gone. Oh my god. You and that's just why explained
0: I, why I've watched Star Wars yeah, fifty thousand yeah,
2: times. But but can you also understand now why a lot of people are kind of unhappy with like quote unquote like the political stuff being put in there, like the woke quote unquote woke stuff being put in there? It's cause like it is like it is supposed to be an escape for a lot of people. It's supposed to be the last place where like great politics has nothing to do with this and I can watch it. Um but that's not what that's not what it's always said. That's how I always felt about Star Wars though. But that's not it's it's always Sunny it isn't escapism, it is satire. Oh, I get a yeah. kick out of people that tell um that
0: that go off on the actors of Sonny on Instagram that they're like, quit being so political. Stop making the show political. if it wasn't political, there'd be no
2: humor.
1: Yeah, and that's there'd what be you're so no opposing. But it's view. not even
2: it's not even political because political implies that like it takes one side. It's just shitting on everyone. No, political well, yeah, is well, just disgusting you know I mean? sides. You don't have to necessarily
1: yeah. pick one. Yeah, political. They just bring up political ideas and political disagreements and discuss them. Like you said, they're they're good at not favoriting sides, and they make both characters represent both sides. Yeah.
2: Well, it's also like it's not even like you don't have to talk about politics. It's most people just care about like like what you physically see about stuff. So it's like they'll just portray the bad characteristics, the bad ideas about one side or this side, and you know people are always like, yes, that's a victory for my side. But the other side's like, that's a victory for my side. Yeah. But really, comedy's winning. It's always sunny right, but to like them. You said, yeah. yeah.
1: It's the escapism. I I get it. Could be this because even though they're talking about political yeah. things, it's a chance to laugh about it and make yeah. jokes about it and escape the seriousness yeah. of it. And so, that's to me. So, it, it, like you're saying, yeah. I guess it could technically be both. So that's why I like that Attica quote because it's like it
2: takes that seriousness and just smacks it on the, on its head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's. I also, don't understand that quote, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. It was, <laughs> because it's
1: full circle. Yeah,
2: because he's saying. I mean, obviously, he's saying it seriously in this right. show, but like him saying it seriously is the joke. Um, right. Exactly. There weren't really like there were a bunch of other quotes in the in the episode that I loved, and I'm, but none that I like that I, I like say every day. Or think about like, um, <laughs> when I forget who said it, but when someone was like. This music sounds like whales raping each other. Yeah. That's I mean that that's I say like that template a lot. Like, um or or when when who who says that you're practically a Viet Cong? Frank. Yeah, Frank's yeah, Frank. I love that. Whenever someone's like you're pra- I I said like you're practically the exact same thing that
0: Two episodes in a row now, Frank's got a couple yeah. good um just
2: like one-liners
0: blatant almost nationalist lines in where oh. he's like hear me out where he's uh she brings up hillary Rodham clinton, go- clinton and he goes awful why hates freedom just 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 a yeah. basic bland but very funny line and th- then he says the Viet Cong line in here too where where any degree of compromise suddenly makes you the Viet Cong or hate freedom or stalin i love it
1: yeah, so, I, you I love had, Stalin. I had some, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love Stalin. Put me on book. <laughs> yeah, I had some quotes written down, and honestly, even when I reread them, they kind of a lot of them suck. You guys brought up most of the good ones that I remember. Uh, the only other one that I liked, and once again, it, now that I'm thinking about, like, it wasn't that funny. It was just kind of the situation. But when Charlie gets stabbed and Mac is just like, "Whose fault is that, Captain America?" <laughs> like, that's funny, but like, it was more of the yeah. situation. Not even like what that kind of goes saying. over the head. What? Yeah. What was um, Artemis's
0: line? I was about to bring up the cadences. Yeah. I love Artemis because of her ability to just the way she delivers lines and her the eyebrows. way she just kind of way she, serenades you with her voice. Yeah. My name's Artemis. I have a bleed. Yeah. and, I, and I, the way I love that.
2: <laughs> the way that Artemis like like moves her eyebrows up and down. Like yeah. her face, her facial expressions are so expressive. They're the, so I, so.
0: I love it when she says to uh, D in this episode: "Is there nudity involved?" And she's just con- confused. No, like, you know, why would there be nudity involved, obviously? And yeah. we'll c- can there be? <laughs> I've used that in like different contexts. Yeah. Like, that template. Like, yeah. Um, to
1: me, that's another thing, though, that like I credited Artemis's points more towards characters. And her quotes were funny, but it wasn't because they were the quotes themselves. It was kind of her delivery and her personality.
0: And like the way Charlie Day delivers the song Rock, Flag, and Eagle.
1: Yeah, like to me, like I've never quoted that, and I'll never quote it. It's only funny because it's just like who Charlie is as a character, and I, say, I know you quote it all the time. My it's girlfriend, funny, I sing this I song. I've never, and I she never would will. love
0: me to never say yeah. the words rock flag or eagle ever again. Yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, you've seen the the cartoon graphic we use on the videos. Is is Charlie dressed as rock flag and eagle? I I asked her for so long to make that for us. <laughs> This is one of Thank my you, favorite Ash. episodes, and you guys are going to see that my score doesn't necessarily agree with it. But you know, we'll see what happens at the end of this long, long podcast series. Yeah, yeah honestly, just,
2: his song is one of my favorites in general. I, I sing that a lot. And then uh, I, another.
0: Can you tell
1: you what, the, what his song is?
0: Gonna rise up, gonna kick some yeah. ass, gonna fly on eagle and kick some ass in the USA. Gonna rise. Apparently. Uh, I didn't I didn't find the interview where he said this. I'm going off hearsay here. I guess he was envisioning a truck commercial because that line's completely improvised, if you don't know. The line is completely improvised. Who well,
2: he's talking about big
0: trucks. Yeah, so I'm going to drive
1: big truck in the USA. It sounds almost like a, a truck commercial that like you've seen on TV before. It looks like
0: those old um, uh, Ford commercials that are voiced by the one guy from Rescue Me Who's Dennis ne- Leary. Dennis Leary, whose name I couldn't think He's of. He's a there,
2: comedian. Where it's like. He was also from um Ice Age. He was uh the Sabertooth.
0: Like this, the <laughs> Ford F series. Gonna rise, I'm gonna kick some ass, gonna drive a big truck, gonna go through an oil field, gonna strike a mine, gonna grab a stamp, gonna drive through the valley. Rock flag, and eagle. Jesus. Basically the same
1: thing. But no, even his delivery just sounds like It just sounds familiar for some reason. Maybe it's because I've seen him say it so much, but that just, it sounds like a generic delivery to me.
0: Screaming you got fork stabbed.
1: Yeah, that was funny too.
0: There's a lot of quotes that I, I don't know.
1: See, to me, I've just always, every time I've accredited things like this towards quotes, I get backlash that it's more of the delivery and the stuff behind it. So now I've transitioned into changing my scores to give those points in different categories. And now your guys' arguments are those that I've made before. So like, it's kind of confusing. All I know is that I'm very disappointed in the quotes compared to what I thought they were. My points were given other places. I'm about to tank my score. I had it at a 7. I'm giving it a 3. Holy wow. shit. Yeah.
0: Um. Have you ever considered the fact
1: that we hate you? Uh, That was my main concern, but I don't care. So I'm just going to tank my score anyway.
0: You're just here because we're all contractually obligated yeah. to work together now.
1: Yeah. It's it's purely business at this point. Yeah. Wait, no,
0: we're not. <laughs> you guys signed a contract? You're getting paid? Yeah, yeah like, what?
1: You guys are friends?
0: So uh, I give five out of ten. I give more love to the quotes than Donnie here, and Donnie mm-hmm. has just been kissing up to this episode. I have been,
1: and I think I, I, I gave it too much praise, because <sighs> it's a good episode, but it... I don't know.
2: Five, three, and... I have a six. It was a seven, but I took it down... Um, I'm just going to say what I usually usually say, you know, average plus one on this one, average plus one for quotes, a lot of hilarious lines, but like lines are different from quotes. But what was, uh, you know,
0: not average, I think was the overall humor in this episode. Let's talk about the overall humor. (laughs) Overall humor is kind of everything we've just discussed between the characters, story jokes and quotes. How often did this episode make you laugh?
1: I, I thought it was pretty funny
0: yeah yeah i thought it was pretty funny too my score at first didn't reflect it i have adjusted it uh, appropriately and i am fairly comfortable with my score even though i think this should have been probably one of my favorites
1: i think i'm still being too generous and i still think i might have possibly the highest score you guys might have to talk me down a little bit but like i said i took a lot of the quote humor as them being good characters and their delivery was there and it their type of humor was the type of humor that I enjoy. So I gave it an eight. I think
0: it's just hilarious. Anytime where the characters in it's always sunny in Philadelphia, basically flatly say what the theme or not that there's a lesson, what the lesson is like when Mac and Dennis summarize their problem, they created with their own ideas. They basically say freedom leads to manipulation and anarchy. And that's not what America is all about. When, depending on who you ask, that could be what America is all about. So that's, uh, I'm not giving more points to the quote. That's not what this (laughs) is here. But depending on who you ask, if you show that scene to um, a few different people, you'll get a few different interpretations out of it. There's some people who think that's hilarious because America is all about manipulation and abusing power. Then you have some people that are like, no, America really is holy pure with its righteous freedoms. Yeah. We try to be. And that's the best part of living in this country. So if you're in the wildcard crew listening around the world, I'm sorry you don't live here.
1: At least we're no North Korea.
0: With our 163,000 uh, coronavirus cases, but you know.
1: I would love to say we're doing well, but after that comparison of having to say we're at least we're not North Korea, I don't know how to... <laughs> I, meant in ter- I meant in terms of like human human rights
0: in terms of human <laughs> rights we're above north korea that's what the only a, thing we're what better a at piss poor <laughs> hey guys <laughs>
1: right yeah why why are we comparing ourselves to north korea i it was just are the worst country the- <laughs> you gonna go with the
0: philippines too it was just shout the out worst. To the filipino wildcard crew it was just the worst country i could think of north korea <laughs> we can make fun of north korea safely because you know there's no one listening to podcasts there but uh we gotta be careful with the other countries in the world
1: what if it ends up being like the interview and like Kim Jong-un is like the biggest fan of our podcast and he wants us to come, come do our podcast in North Korea. Three freaking no names from Las Vegas. Like he's
0: a big fan, big, big fan. He's big. All right. Thanks Kim. So, uh, I think there's a few huge laughs. Uh, You guys were here with me. I got some huge laughs in this hidden among the otherwise standard episode that we have here, but there's a few huge laughs, great references. Um, seven out of ten for the overall humor. Maybe eight if you guys, you know, sell it to me good here.
1: I don't know. I already, like I said, I think I was being rather generous. I already tanked my score with the quote, so I'm gonna stick with my eight. I thought it was pretty funny.
2: Mine, you know, I'm I'm giving it a seven point five. Nothing. I mean, not middleman two. over here. Yeah, I <laughs> the middleman. It was definitely really funny. It definitely had. I mean, it was definitely a lot funnier than other episodes that I've watched from this um this show um you know the lines were great the way they delivered a lot of their lines were hilarious There was a lot of stuff that i we had to pause and rewatch because i'm like i didn't hear that or notice that mm-hmm. and then we would watch it and i would i would laugh my ass off um but um not my favorite episode um humor wise that i've seen so far or we'll, or we'll see um i've definitely laughed at more episodes i wasn't gut-wrenching you know laughter like i want it to be 7.5 7 5. 7.5 7. and an 8 Sounds about right to me.
0: You know what sounds right as well? The wild card. Wild card bitches! <laughs> it's a wild card spot. You can you can just do whatever you want. You know, unplug the microphone, scream into the void. Don't do that, actually. See, uh, this
1: is where I was going to originally tank my score and just give it either a 0 or a 1 because I was being generous on the episode. But I did come up with a, a decent wild card, and it was when Charlie went on his Give Up America rant. He uh, mentioned Give Up seven times, so I gave it a 7 for the wild card.
0: I did the exact opposite. I thought I thought that I was not giving enough love to this episode, so I'm giving a 10 out of 10 on the wild card. I don't got a justification oh, wow. for it. Um, I... Yeah, no, I don't got a justification for it. One for every line in the Rock, Flag, and Eagle song, and then some. And then some. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know. I'm giving mine an 8 for the wild cards, because I I did like the episode, but my, my scores don't really reflect that, I guess. Um, so I want to give it a little bit, a score that, I want to give my wild card score a little bit higher than the other scores that I've give on average for this episode. So I'm giving it an 8, but I don't want to give it a 10, because I didn't love it too much and i don't want to give it a 7 because i don't want I, I i want to give it a higher number to to increase the score um cuz i don't think i'm going to give a good score total so like i'm giving it an 8 cuz i don't what? i don't really have any i don't it's like so subjective it's just i want i want to give this episode a general higher score but i don't have any reason to do I have give no it problem
1: with your score i just want to mention once again how funny it is that I know I mentioned it before how different this episode's been compared to like how you guys give your scores in the past, whatever. Yeah. Normally I'm the one that can't come up or doesn't come up with a wild card. Yeah. And I'm the only one that technically has one this time. We're I don't know if this opposite. is a giant prank episode or what the fuck's going on. No, Donnie, you're just better than us. That's it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's the <laughs> new vibe. I'm There's... a pompous fuck now. We're in We're in my new
0: studio, so I think okay. it's the new vibe. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. There's something in the You guys are stuck water. in the
1: past and I'm moving forward or what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> moving forward. And we're moving forward into season three, you guys, coming oh, up I can't really wait. I can't freaking wait. soon. This is only going to get better and better. We are inching closer and closer to just some classic It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. Not that we haven't touched some already. So if you are thinking to yourself, man, I wish there was more of this. Good news, there's way more of this. And, uh, you can find it all on rumham.transistor.fm. You can find all our episode reviews that we've gone through so far, uh, all the ones that we've put on the list of lists. Speaking of which, let's throw this episode onto there. But before we place it on the list of lists, we need to know what the fans think, what the wildcard crew thinks of this episode. We are going off of the Internet Movie Database, the, uh, Ultimate uh, ranking, I guess. No, wait, no, that's us. Oh, We're the ultimate ranking. Oh, shit, I, sunny
2: in Philadelphia.
0: Oh my God, I used our slogan against us. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, uh, IMDb, thousands of Sunny fans pour in, a whole 2,000 of them pour in and give this episode. What do you think, guys? Oh,
2: what I'm you- going to guess they probably gave, they probably liked this one. They, they gave it a 7.9. No,
0: no, no, 7.7. They haven't given below an 8.1 they haven't
2: given below IMDb an imdb has 1. N- imdb has not they gone below 8.1 like
1: 8.8 or 9 this is going to be an 8.3 8.8
0: 8.3 imdb puts this as an 8.4 with 2000 votes 8.4 out of 10 so this is now the 5th Highest on the fan rankings. Mm. So this is the uh fifth highest on the IMDB list that we have going. Donnie gave this episode a 7.4 average, making this his fifth favorite episode in between Charlie got molested and Mac Bang's Dennis's mom. Myself gave this episode a 7.4 as well. Tying uh with The Gang Gives Back and right above Charlie has cancer and Adam. Gave this episode a seven point three in between The Gang Gets Racist, the very first episode of the show, and Underage Drinking a National Concern. Smack dab in the middle of the list, a little bit below there, Adam. Mm, yeah. So We're- a seven point three, a seven point four, and a seven point four. Holy shit. I think this is the first time we've all been on the same page. It's
2: pretty average for us, yeah.
1: I pretty I, fuck, yeah. I gotta change my score. I don't wanna agree with you guys.
0: Yeah, and wait until mm. we get the dish of the day in here, and he's like... Oh, he'll fuck it all one. up, don't worry. Two yeah. out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Apple Cobbler. <laughs>
2: something stupid like that. God, I hate that guy. Apple Cobbler? <laughs> Is that a Mississippian, like, cuisine? I have no idea. That's so, that's so American. Oh, apple yeah Anything. we're going to
0: America all over everyone's ass you guys so thank you for joining us on this podcast uh, this episode review of season 2 episode 9 and like I said there are many more episodes a couple handfuls we got for you at rumham.transistor.fm anywhere you listen to podcasts go ahead and search rumham and wildcards and you will find us hit that subscribe button and head on over to apple Podcasts if you got an apple account if you had an iphone at one point you still got it so, take that Apple account over to Rumham and Wildcards on Apple Podcasts and give us that five star rating, five star review, five star man. It's a good time. Uh, Coming up next, we got Dennis and D get a new dad, guys. It's the end of season two. Holy crap. We've been doing this almost a full year. That's, what? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's already. Wild. Yeah, so. Be sure to follow us. Join the Wild Card Crew at Sunnypod, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel, Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards on YouTube. Yes, anything else, guys?
2: Nope. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. We love you. We love you, guys. Uh, be sure to be uh,
0: check back in here in a couple weeks. We've got some exciting, exciting stuff coming up here on Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards, guys. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's go eat some food and drink some beverages
2: and do a three-docks <laughs>
0: Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Brayden Plug and Cool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Brayden Plug and Cool, Donnie Crunkleton, and Adam Rothbordt.